Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 100. That's right, 100. This is the 100th episode of the Solo Women RV Podcast. And I'm just gonna take a moment to celebrate this and share some reflections and some statistics before we jump into our other topic of the day. But um, yeah, I started this podcast back in July of 2021 and have pretty much been putting it out weekly. I've had over 44,000 plays all time. And, um, and it's been pr- uh, quite a journey for me to, I've learned a lot. I've met some amazing people. And most of all, I am excited that I get to share with you, my listeners, information that you care about, that you want to know about in order to get out there and take part in your solo RV journey. Um, I think this is a good time to revisit why I started the podcast. As someone who was just getting started out in solo travel, I didn't. I was looking for information. I there was a lot of great podcasts out there uh, for RVers, and there still are. And there wasn't really a lot that spoke to me as a solo woman, though. And so I just decided, heck, I'll start one myself. There's definitely some solo women YouTubers out there and I do love them and they're great. But as somebody who was like driving a lot and riding my bike and going on walks and stuff, I, you know, I like to get my information via podcast. So that's why I decided to start a podcast so long ago. Um, It feels like a long time ago now. Back then I called it Travels with Squeaky after my RV at the time, which I named Squeaky. And since I have renamed it to more accurately reflect really what this podcast is all about. But anyway, 100 episodes, 44,528 plays over all time. Pretty impressed with that. And, um, you know, I've had some really great topics over the years. My personal favorites have been the trans- transformational stories, the healing stories, the stories from women who talk about how being on the road has changed their lives. Those are the stories that I love to tell. Of course, I also love to share information and topics that are educational, that will help you become a better traveler out there on the road. Um, I'm curious, you know, please email me, reach out. I'd like to know the kinds of shows that you like to hear. What are your favorites? I'll tell you which three are the most popular. Uh, my third most popular show is a solo show I did called my eight favorite camping apps. So that is uh, episode number 87 that I recorded back in June. Uh, my second most popular uh, podcast is called Shannon's Cautionary Van Life Tale. And it was all about a woman who was started out without a lot of money and then ended up having um, 
you know, just a, a series of things happened to her and found herself in quite a predicament. And so she wanted to share her cautionary tale so that others didn't end up in the same boat that she was in. I published that back in June and that was episode number 85. And my most popular, my most popular episode is episode number 79 called Camp Like a Girl where I interviewed Lisa McDermott from Girl Camper. So anyway, those are my top episodes. Other topics we covered are, you know, just things that solo women want to know about. Things like making money on the road, winterizing your RV, how to find community, safety, other RV topics like propane safety, winterizing your RV, RV maintenance, downsizing, towing, all the different aspects of RV travel. And I really appreciate all of the guests that I've had on over the years um, that have just really come on and, and been open to share their knowledge with us. So anyway, I just wanted to take that moment and just celebrate these 100 episodes and you know please go back listen if you haven't and um this is also i guess a time i'd like to ask if you haven't become a sponsor yet to be consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month you can become a sponsor and it just really helps keep me going i don't really get any financial benefit from putting this podcast out so it just really helps a lot to just pay pay for the time and effort that I put in to get this content out there so if you'd like to become a sponsor all the information on how to do that is down in the show notes or if you'd like to make a one-time contribution you can also just reach out to me and I'll share my PayPal account and that will be wonderful as well and of course as always I'm always looking for sponsors for the show so if you own a business you want to get in front of a great audience please let me know. Let's see if we can work something out. And uh, yeah, so that's it for this bit about celebrating 100 episodes. Now let's get into the topic for today. All right, well, this is the time of year where people start thinking about what are they going to do in the summer. And for those of you who are thinking about camp hosting, I wanted to do an episode talking about the seven pros and seven cons of camp hosting from my perspective as a solo camp host. I have camp hosted both as a volunteer and as a paid position. And so I've got a bit of experience doing this in both aspects. And I'm gonna share some of my findings and some of the reasons why camp hosting is awesome and amazing and some of the reasons why you might not wanna be a camp host. So let's start out with my seven top reasons to be a camp host, the seven pros. And number one, uh, it's a great way to make money, especially if you can get a paid gig like I did last summer and will hopefully be doing again this summer. You, uh, you know, it's, you're in an amazing environment. You are with great people and you're getting paid to do it and you get to live in your RV and live the RV lifestyle. So if that is something that you wanna do and you need to find a way to finance it, then being a camp host can be a great way to do that. 
Number two, the second pro of being a camp host is you're usually in an area for a while. So you'll get to know that area pretty well. You'll get to explore kind of deeply, you know, you'll get to do all the hikes and all the swims and all the kayaks and visit the little towns nearby. You'll get to know maybe some of the local stores, the local restaurants and that kind of thing. So it can almost like being a local for a short period of time. Uh, number three, the number three pro of being a camp host is that when you're in one place for such a long time, it makes it easier for friends to come visit you. Uh, especially for me last summer, I was camp hosting just a couple hours away from my hometown of Portland, Oregon. And so I had a lot of friends come visit. It was so much fun. And again, I am looking forward to doing that again. But even if, uh, you know, when I was camping five, six hours away, uh, you know, when you're in a place for a while, like people can plan, uh, your friends who maybe aren't as mobile as you are, they can plan to come see you and, and spend a few days together. So that is one benefit for sure of being in one place and being a camp host for a while. Uh, number four, a big pro is also about money is that when you're in one place, you're not driving that much. It's a great way to save money. Uh, you can also save money because likely you will have a free campsite. Most of uh, most camp hosting jobs, um, not all of them, but most of them come with a free site. So um, you're not paying, you're not paying to, to drive, you're not paying for campground fees. And um, some of them, you know, like the some of them will come also with things like free propane, uh, the place I worked, we got a stipend each month for propane and to run our generators. So, um, you know, just staying in one place, not driving, being in a free place, great, great way to save money. And number five reason uh, pro for being a campground host is this just a great way to be around people and meet people, especially if you are solo and, uh, and you're an extrovert and you like being around people, gosh, being a camp host you are interacting with the public all the time. People are stopping you to ask you questions. Some of them just want to chat. Maybe they're lonely as well. Um, you know, you just, it's a great, great way to interact with people and get to know them a little bit. And the number six pro of being a campground host is like literally the work, the job, the physical work. For me personally, I enjoy being active. I like moving my body. And it's such a great way to do that when you are cleaning up campsites or, um, you know, raking things out, you're picking up trash, you're just walking a lot, you're moving your body, you're trimming things, you're you know, you're just kind of active the whole day. And I just love that. For me, that's definitely a pro of being a campground host. And then number seven, and probably the biggest one for me is just making community. I talked about meeting people and, but this, I, this I think is a little bit deeper. This is making community with your fellow camp hosts and other campground staff. Um, like just today, I've literally been texting with three different people that I worked with this summer. 
Um, it's, you know, it's now November, we're still in touch, we're, we're chatting. I've, you know, I feel like I've made some lifelong friends here. There's people that I met a few years back that I'm still in touch with and still friends with and still actually meet up with from time to time when we are out camping. So um, it's just a really a great way to to make a community of like-minded people. Your, their, your fellow hosts are gonna be people who also enjoy being outside. They're doing this work because they enjoy working with people. They enjoy working with their hands. They enjoy nature. And so, you know, hiking and kayaking and biking and all those things probably they will enjoy as well. And so, um, yeah, and just having people you can talk to about different things. It's just been a great, great way for me to make new friends. So that what those are my seven pros of being a camp host. So now let's talk about the not so great stuff. What are the cons of being a camp host? What might be something that would keep you away from doing this job? And so number one, you know, I talked about being in one place and getting to know it, but that can also be a con because you're in one place for a while. You know, my job was six months long. You're staying in one place. And so you're not traveling and seeing a lot of us get into this lifestyle because we want to go out and see everything, you know? And so if that's the kind of person you are, then maybe a long-term camp host gig might not be good for you. Maybe you want to just think about maybe a month long hosting gig or something like that. And number two, um, you're not meeting people. One of the things I kind of had a little bit of FOMO about this summer was not being able to go to some of the big gatherings that happen in the summer. Because of course, when you're camp hosting, you're hosting usually during the time of year when there's a lot of van life gatherings and RV gatherings. And, you know, I'm seeing them all on social media and whatnot, and people are going. And, and so I didn't get to go to those things. I didn't get to meet uh, you know, some people I would have liked to maybe meet at, at a gathering like that, or see the entertainment or, or learn from some of the workshops and that kind of stuff that happens at these gatherings. Uh, number three con of being a host, I'm going to talk about it. Cleaning bathrooms, cleaning bathrooms is part of the job. And if that's not something that you could see yourself doing, then this is definitely not a job for you. Personally, I didn't mind cleaning the bathrooms at all. Uh, where, where I was a host, well, when I was a volunteer host, I didn't have to clean bathrooms. So if cleaning bathrooms is something that you maybe would like to be a host, but don't want to clean bathrooms, look into it. It may or may not be in the job description. It definitely was not when I was a volunteer, but as a paid campground host, yes, I cleaned the bathrooms. They were they were pit toilets though, which in some ways is a lot easier than having to clean out, let's say, you know, showers with hair and stuff like that. Um, there's no clogs or anything to deal with when you have a pit toilet. So it wasn't that bad, but it could be a con if that's something that grosses you out or you don't want to be cleaning up after people. Cause sometimes you are definitely cleaning up after people, um, you know, that's something you don't want to get into. That's definitely a con of being a campground host. Number four, telling people to be quiet after quiet hours. For me, this was my least favorite part of the job. When we had quiet hours and they were enforced and 
It was important to enforce the quiet hours because other campers know that those are the rules and they want to sleep after those hours. But it's always hard when um, it's come quiet hours roll around and you hear somebody and they're just, you know, and usually they're having a really good time. They're just partying and catching up with their friends they maybe are gathering together with or playing music, whatever. And you have to go over and tell them that they need to stop because it's quiet hours and they need to be quiet. Um, and uh, the other hard part about that is oftentimes it's, it was, this was past my bedtime. So I'd have to get up out of bed to literally go and ask people to be quiet. So that was definitely for me, uh, the hardest part of being a campground host was enforcing the quiet hour rules. Um, and then number five, the other hard part, the other rule I had to enforce was the off-leash dog rules or any of the other rules, really. There's not like a ton, but the off-leash dog rule is one that I think people tend to break the most. I think some people have this idea that their dog is special, their dog needs to run, or their dog is very obedient, or their dog is very kind, whatever the thing is. Um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have the best dog in the world. Um, they have to be on a leash. And it's just sometimes hard to to just have to tell people that, especially when you've already told them once and then you see, oh, they're still not listening. They think this rule doesn't apply to them for some reason. Um, that's That was a hard part of being a host. And number six, the sixth con of being a campground host is you know you're working you're working a lot so even if you are in an amazingly beautiful setting you might not get to you know go out and kayak at the most optimal time because that's the time that you're working or whatever so um you know just that you are there to do a job you're not just there to recreate and have fun although it can be fun and you do get time to recreate i mean you're usually only working eight hours a day if you're full-time or could be only four hours a day if you're a volunteer so you will have time but oftentimes you know it might it, it might maybe it would would be not the most optimal time to jump in and go for a swim in the middle of the day because you're hot but you can't because you're working so that's one of the cons of being a host and then number seven the the else the thing i also that was also hard for me it was just kind of always being on even though you're there, you're there to work eight hours, even if you have a sign that says off duty, you're still kind of on, you're in the campground, you live where you work, right? So people will come up to you and ask you questions, or, you know, you might have to deal with emergencies without that happened a lot. Like, didn't matter what time of the day it was, if there was an emergency happening, you jump to it, you know? Um, so you just don't, it's not like you get to go home and, and, and shut the door and not have, uh, things come up cause they will. So that's something you definitely have to be okay with if you want to be a campground host. Um, so anyway, those are my, those are my seven pros and seven cons of being a campground host. I encourage if you have any inkling that you think you might like being a host, please do it. I don't think you'll regret it. Uh, reach out to me if you have any questions um, about my hosting gigs or rec if you want me to give you any recommendations or anything like that of where to find good camp host jobs. I have some ideas about that as well. 
But that's my episode for today, episode number 100. And thank everybody for listening to the Solo Women RV podcast. Until next week, we'll see you out there on the road.